Hey everybody, it's Keith. Uh, so Tom is a little tied up right now uh, with some just, you know, life shit. Uh, so this week I sat down on Zoom with uh, Ramsey Badawi, one of our favorites. Listen to his podcast, Worst Hour of the Week, anywhere you get your podcast. You guys, most of you fucking know Ramsey. He's the best. Uh, we did this over Zoom, so the tech might be a little goofy. Uh, I apologize if that's the case. Uh, we will be back uh, next week. In the meantime, we do an episode every week on our Patreon, patreon.com slash thisisnotashow. Uh, if you jump over there, me and uh, Jordan, my girlfriend, did the last couple episodes, and Tom will be back uh, very soon. Uh, other than that, enjoy. Let's just address episode one, Doc. Dude, this fucking rule. Like, so Ramsey's here because uh, Tom's busy. Uh, and like, it, it's the most Ramsey series of events that could have happened. Because first I called you to see if you could come down. And you're like, oh, my car is dead. And the mechanic won't call me back. Uh, and then 10 Dude, minutes before mechanic, we. Uh, hold on. Yes. Don't disparage my mechanic, Craig. It's not that he <laughs> wouldn't call me back. It's that right. he was waiting on a couple of phone calls himself. <laughs> Basically, he needed he needed someone who actually knows how a car works to look at your car because he is for sure lying, and it's all a money front. Well, you you know what? I'm going to say what I think he would say, and it's that you can't legally prove that. So right, you know, we'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> and then 10 minutes before we're going to record the podcast, you uh, tell me you have a full fucking power outage. So now you look like you are recording from inside a David Lynch movie. Uh, what, what happened? Dude, I've got a lighting situation right now that looks this like this looks like a bleachers music video. I fucking love the way I look right now. My girlfriend is walking around the apartment, by the way. There's nothing else she can do but really listen to this podcast <laughs> coming in with the, coming in hot with the christmas dude you you look like you're the scene in every saw movie where they reveal that the guy's like dick is in a bear trap or whatever like that's the the look of this whole thing like By the way, i'm gonna... also wearing my i'm wearing my menendez brother I, I killed my parents' glasses, you know? <laughs> we didn't even get to these. The only glasses that don't make you look smarter, just scarier. <laughs> uh, so what happened was uh, Hollywood, in general, I think the infrastructure is just super old. And so right. it got really windy, and it blew a bunch of power lines down, I'm assuming. You know, I'm actually filling in, filling in the blank. I'm not really positive what it did, but for some yeah, reason, you're making this up a hundred percent. You are pulling a Craig the mechanic because you are completely removing this from your ass. You know, you ever been talking and then you realize like halfway through your sentence, you're like, I'm really asserting an unnecessary amount of confidence in what's going on right now. Literally, <laughs> literally no 98% of my career has been that. <laughs> Oh, it's a beautiful, listen, it's a skill in itself. It really is. Yeah. But what's the most eerie haunting thing is 
you know, you just moved out of Hollywood. So obviously you're, you're pretty familiar with the area, but when the power goes out and no one's watching TV and no one's doing anything, you really hear how scary the street is. And there's some scary sounds going on. People are just yelling in weird ways. And I imagine those <laughs> are the sounds that are going on 24 <laughs> seven. Yeah. We're just now we're out, we're off the grid. Yeah, you have like the internet to cover up the wild noises of LA, but then you just hear the homeless people talking like Star Wars aliens and like the squeaking wheel of a shopping cart being taken to a drug dealer's house, all of the uh, the great symphony of Los Angeles. <laughs> just people yelling, putting together sounds. There's no language. There's no, the, I'll tell you what the language is, pain. That's all I know. I don't know where they're from or what, I know they're right. hurting. Like if, if you were a Foley artist and you wanted to recreate the sound of LA, you would just throw a bag of cats at a methadone clinic. And that's a hundred percent what it is. <laughs> the pain, the pleasure that they would experience all those things wrapped in one. Right. would be awesome. <clears throat> Both terrified of getting diseased by the other. <laughs> so I'm straight. So now I'm stranded carless because I got an old, you know, my car is old. But Keith, right. I think I'm thinking about getting an electric car. Because <laughs> okay, okay. Well, so far you're O for all of your electric devices tonight. <laughs> you, you're the only Ramsey, you're the only person during a power outage who's like, you know, this resource I don't have. Let's rely on it even more heavily. Well, listen, man. Electricity when it's working, there's no doubt it's the <laughs> It's it's the Cadillac of power sources, hands down. <laughs> I mean. Really, when you look at a lot of the other power sources, like if you try to run your house on, you know, regular unleaded 87 or something, it, it's no good, man. You got to electricity rules. But right. no, I'm thinking about getting, I'm thinking about getting an electric car for the government rebates. <laughs> there it is. Now I know I'm in. Now I know I'm in Ramsey territory. Well, yeah, I knew it was. I knew it wasn't going to be because you care about the environment or something like that. Like I, I knew there was some sort of cockamamie Three Stooges scheme on the end of this. Dude, I'm thinking about buying an electric car. In the same way Republicans accuse like black women in the hood of having kids for welfare, I'm literally going to buy an electric car purely for the government for the government benefit. <laughs> how how robust are the government how good are the benefits that it's worth that if, if your zip code is in la the city of la gives you 1500 bucks the government gives you like seven grand to write off you get an automatic guest star part on law and order it's a whole thing <laughs> it's amazing i i seriously dude i'm telling you this is the greatest thing I've ever heard about. I'm just going to do nothing but buy electric cars and live off the land. <laughs> <laughs> electric cars, multiple. <laughs> You're buying a fleet. Now listen, once the battery goes bad, it's a pretty rough, it's pretty tough to deal with the car after that. But, you know, Wait, it's... Uh, you, can, you can plug it into your dark-ass house. Dude, <clears throat> I mean, I'm so excited about what the future holds. Like, literally... Me, you know, specifically, I'm waiting for this power outage to be over. But even beyond <laughs> that, man, the world. It's great. To, it's really easy to be excited about the future when it might hold like a, a light bulb. Like it's 
Yeah, I'm, it's really, yeah. When you're literally sitting in darkness, yeah. Yeah, really when you were you were also you're like so washed out from the light. You look like those uh, creepy American apparel ads, but if they had like Palestinian apparel, like that's yeah, dude. I don't know. Actually, I, I, I that seems like fighting words to me to tell me that I look like an American apparel ad. I mean, Jesus, dude. <laughs> Why I'm is not that, that terrible? Am I? <laughs> that's that's Isn't a that compliment with American apparel. I feel like American what? Apparel, if I'm not mistaken, it was like the uh, the whole thing was like, our ads are like, our chicks aren't hot. <laughs> <laughs> I think that might just be a you thing. That's just me passing judgment on these on these poor women. <laughs> I think you're the, I think you're thinking of Middle American Apparel, where it's just a bunch of fucking sad women from Kansas in sweatpants. Dude, I would love middle american middle american apparel that sounds amazing <laughs> i'll tell you right now that sounds warm and comfortable yeah just a bunch of dumpy meredith's just like trying to look horny by their precious moments figurines oh absolutely i i feel like my whole life i've been chasing middle american apparel in some way shape or form if you know what i mean i i truly don't but it makes sense spiritually <laughs> <laughs> dude how are you I'm all right, man. I've just uh, I've just been hanging out, you know, really flaunting my uh, electricity privilege. But uh, yeah, no, I've just it looks <laughs> just good. been chilling, working. Nice, dude. I mean, it's uh, it's definitely been a wild few days. Hot as fuck, man. Yeah. Yeah. Has it not been hot over there? No, I live by the beach, dude. It's uh, everything is always just like perfectly seventy degrees. So you can really focus on all your internal like stress and anguish, but like the weather is fine. It's uh, it's kind of a double edged yeah. sword right now. Yeah, Man, do you? That is, do you, uh, you know, that sounds lovely. I can't wait. Yeah, it's uh, it's not bad, man. Do you, how uh, at, what are you up to besides uh, your car being exploded? Well, as you're aware, um, you know, I, uh, I spend most of my days trading options internationally. I, uh, <laughs> as you're aware, I'm in the crypto space. Uh, I mean, yeah, I've got a lot of different rackets going on right now. Um, Dude, I, I, ultimately I, right now, okay. my major, I was going to say, ultimately right now, my major thing I'm trying to do is get an electricity. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Dude, I can never give you shit about the crypto thing again. Uh, cause I've made fun of you and like several other friends for the crypto thing. And then Tom for his weird stock trading shit. And then, uh, I got into yeah. fantasy sports this week and I'm like, oh, I have the same obsessive, like obsessive gene you guys do, but about something that definitely won't make me any money. It's, uh, truly the worst Here's of all worlds. Can I tell you why I'm obsessed with it? And maybe you're, maybe, you know, the, your fans, what do you think? What are the, what are the fans of this is not a show called? Uh, you guys have like uh, not a showers or like I, I believe they're called the sucking wound where our Patreon used to be. Uh, <laughs> no, well, uh, maybe the wound Tina. heads will know what I'm talking about here. <laughs> yeah, wound heads. They were Tina's. Now they're wound heads. <laughs> um, I just like literally love looking at something that isn't social media so much that yeah. it's like I just that's all it is really like. I stopped looking at Twitter and I started looking at crap like that all day long. And I don't know if it's better for me. I'm still not sure. I think it's much worse for me in so many other ways, but right. that's really my main, my main driving factor, not financial stability, but really just 
looking for some place to put drug addict energy. That makes <laughs> that makes so much sense. You have to channel the tweaker vibes into something. Uh, at, at least it takes longer to be destructive. I've never been able to put one dollar into a savings account my entire life. The second uh. I put it in there, it feels completely wasted. But if I'm throwing it into the stock market, it makes perfect sense to me for some reason. And it's That's not, it's like, I'd rather lose it all and or have the chance of doubling it than just it, to just sit there and do nothing. Right. So this is just blackjack for people who went to college, like is what you're describing. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, except not, you know, it's like, it's like kind of nowadays though, like online, it's just, it's like, it's, it's the wild west out there. So you got a lot of, uh, you got a lot of kids and, you know, from South Florida on Adderall and shit, you know, uh, heavily influencing the market themselves. So, you know, right. it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Every time I read about like somebody who's doing really well in crypto, I feel like I don't know what's wrong with them, but I feel like they're addicted to like that weird Russian crocodile, like their synthetic heroin or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, like get there, they have a problem, but it's not a normal problem. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Not one good decision got them back. It's not like they were there because they had any real idea of what the crypto thing was worth it. It was like, they were looking for some way to figure out how to get out of credit card debt and somehow they wound up with Bitcoin. You know, right. Never, you know, but nonetheless, you know, that's how we got right. here. Have you seen, do you see the story about that dude who has like, he has a hard drive with like uh, something like 50 million or some crazy amount of like millions of dollars yeah. in Bitcoin. Uh, and he like bought it when it was worth nothing. Now it's worth a shitload of money but it's like encoded so he can only try a password 10 times before it like self-destructs and he forgot yeah, so the password. Part of the value of cryptocurrency like that is how secure it is. And right. so you have a, a, a limited number of times to access your wallet oftentimes. And your password is usually like 15 words that are like randomly generated and you're not supposed to store it anywhere on your phone. Right. And so, dude, there is so much money that's just like locked up. It's fucking, it's wild, man. Yeah, he's got two more tries or he loses like $200 million. Jeez, dude. I mean, that's a rough one. I, I, well, I, I'm bad with passwords. Are you good with passwords? I, I just use kind of, like, I, I guess it's a bad thing to say, but I use the same password for like everything because I'm fucking stupid. Dude, we're just, we're just setting ourselves up for disaster right now. Like to be like, just so the internet knows it's one thing. Yeah, it's one thing. And like, you could figure it out if you, uh, <laughs> like, I remember one time I showed somebody that we both know my password because I needed them to log into something. And they were just like, that's what it is. <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, and I'm not making a new one. I'd rather be hacked than take eight seconds out of my day to save my own life. Yeah, I, I'm bad, man. I have like a seasonal passwords where I, where they all sort of get <laughs> rotated out, but they're all they all sort of are emblematic of a time of, in my life, you know, in particular. So right, right now, I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling the need to, I'm feeling the change come on me as we speak. So I may go through and do some password changing. I used to do. <clears throat> I remember one time uh, I uh, changed all of my passwords. One time I got really high and okay. I changed all of my passwords while I was high. 
And oh. then on the recovery, had no idea what any of my passwords were. <laughs> oh, fuck. And you know, when you were stoned too, you were like, these are all so good and they're complicated and no one's ever going to get my important information. Yeah, dude, I got high and freaked myself out about my identity. I'm really worried right. about somebody stealing my identity for some reason. I can't figure out why. <laughs> you, it's the funniest thing in the world to say in a room with no power. There's zero power in this room. I'm sitting on old mail. <laughs> you're sitting in the dark listening to fucking hobo knife fights out the window. And you're like, oh, man, everyone's got to be me. There's empty energy drink cans in my arm. My left arm is going numb because I've been trying to light myself for this uh, for this podcast. Yeah, you can uh, just like put you can light you can just put it down and light yourself from the bottom like that Queen video. Like if you want, I feel I, bad that you have to like. Oh my god, that looks brutal, dude. <laughs> dude, dude you, you look like you look like Armenian Dracula, bro. Dude, this is really rough. What 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 my brow ridge is doing? I didn't even realize I had a brow ridge till till this lighting situation here. But right, yeah, man, that's a pretty tough situation. Well, yeah, the glasses are giving you like uh, like Marx Brothers eyebrows. Like you look like fucking Mr. Potato Head. I love it, man. Yeah, I yeah. got these glasses. Everybody's got to have themselves a good. I'm in court uh, pair of glasses, and okay. I decided to go with these over for me. So when you do have to take the stand, you know, people can. Trust that you're a credible source. They they do make you look either definitely innocent or wildly guilty, but there's not a lot of gray area to them. They could go either way. Yeah, and that's what my 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 defense my counsel advised me to go with that look, either guilty I, or not. I, in the I feel like your counsel is also Craig, the guy who didn't fix your car. Well, it's his brother Greg, who also runs. <laughs> that's now his I brother might be just him, but he puts on a different shirt, but. It's a great story, dude. I go to a mechanic shop owned by a guy named Craig. His brother, Gre uh, Greg, works there. They're uh. both old Japanese guys, and the, <laughs> the shop has just been in the family. Like, their dad was, like, a, you know, was the guy who, who opened the shop initially. And so, Craig and Greg, my Japanese mechanics. Man, that is really, like, he just, uh, he just picked the two white guy names that sounded the closest to each other. <laughs> Yeah. Oh God. God knows what the real names are. I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm just go. Those are the names they chose. And God I love the. Yeah. Part. The guy's name is like you know Kobayashi Mitsubishi or whatever, and then he just found a shirt that said Craig on it, and he's like, "Yeah, this will save me a lot of, a lot of getting." It's a nice at. I'm from one of those cultures that does that a lot too. So I, I have my my nothing but you know. But but sympathy uh, uh, to Craig and Greg. But yeah, my dad like. Eddie, Mo, you know, it's like every single time, every mechanic, it's never their name. Frank, right. it's never Frank. It's no. Farah with like a weird throat sound, you know? Right. <laughs> so, you know, I, feel, I feel for you, Craig. Dude, my stepdad used to be like the manager of like uh, a mechanic, like a tire place. And I remember just over the of course. Of course. Of course he did. <laughs> of yeah. Of course he did. And over the, over the course of the years he worked there before he uh, was fired and arrested for stealing a lot of money uh fucking yeah he just ran me through all the people who worked there and i slowly found out every single person who worked there was a criminal like there was nobody who was not a convicted felon who worked at that discount tire center a tire shop is the perfect front for a group of criminals i mean right. first of all it's all it's all blunt objects and tools all around that can be used as weapons 
Right. Pyres are a great place to hide if you need to hide. A really great place to hide. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you're short enough. Dude, if you can get into a good stack of tires, you you're a fucking gun. So you're you're good to go. Now, now I'm just picturing a situation where I'm on the run from somebody, and I'm like, oh, I gotta hide later, fucker, and I jump into a stack of tires and then just get stuck halfway through. Dude, that joke—the fat guy getting stuck in tires or a barrel yeah. or something—was probably 15 years of cartoon comedy writing. Like it was just 15 years straight of my life. Of watching that joke over and over and over again and never getting tired of it. That guy getting it, stuck in something. It's always hilarious. He thought he was smaller than he was. Like, as a fat it, guy, I, I, it's the most relatable comedy to me. You're telling me, dude. As a fellow fat guy. I, I, I oh, shut up. Well. <laughs> dude, you can't change how I view myself, bro. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'd like to. Do you, you're not fat. Do you really think you're fat? Bro, I mean, listen, man, I, deep down in my heart, I used to be a fat kid and I'll always be a fat kid for that reason. Uh, we talked a little bit about this on our uh, on the inaugural episode of our Sunday podcast, Sundays in, Sundays in the Park. Uh, this episode, Sundays in the Dark, I said that earlier in the show and I don't think it made a lot of sense, but now it makes it, perfect sense. It didn't. Yeah, I, I love that we're, we're calling back to a uh, podcast that does not exist yet, but I do love that. Yeah, yeah. I know. I was really, uh, I'm a <laughs> professional comedy broadcaster. So I um, uh, was, uh, what was I saying? What was I talking about? Uh, uh, oh, yeah. Fat. I grew up fat. We talked about this on the show. I grew up fat and, and, and uh, Brittany Patch, uh, was, who was my local hot chick at the time, uh, uh, yelled, run, fat boy, run, fat boy at me in the seventh grade. And, um, you know, for that reason, uh, to this day, I still consider myself to be a fat boy. So... You know, I'm right. sensitive about it. Yeah, which I get that. I mean, I feel like Brittany Patch, though, probably ended up like getting pregnant pretty quick. She did. Brittany Patch was the hottest girl in seventh grade. Um, again, I, we talked about this on 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 the show, but I'll, I'll reiterate: uh, she was wearing the Playboy shirt, Playboy bunny shirt, on the first day of school, <laughs> and every guy in the seventh grade was like, "This is unreal." That a woman yeah. would even acknowledge Playboy. Oh, she, <laughs> like we she knows like, where the boobs are too, man. We were like, the fact that this woman is acknowledging sexuality in any capacity is an amazing thing. Right. Did I did I tell the weird story about when I was in high school, like the, the worst sexual swing and a miss I've ever taken on that podcast? Oh, no, I don't think I heard this. So I had a similar moment where there was a girl who I went to high school with who uh, this is like I was a freshman year. She was like a junior, I think. And I just heard around the grapevine that she had had sex like that was that was it. It wasn't even like she's a slut. It was just she has had sex. And in my brain and in a lot of freshman brains, we were like, well, that means she's just down to clown. And so yeah. we were all trying to figure out what the move was. And I remember. Yeah, of course. My, my big plan in my freshman brain was to go up to her and I knew I couldn't have sex with her at my house because my mom lived there. So my plan was to become friends with her and then go, this is a quote I had in my brain. It was, uh, Hey, do you want to go hang out in the bathroom and see what happens? Wow. You did not <laughs> say that though. Did you? Oh God. No, no, I did not say it out loud, but I really had, and on multiple occasions, I thought about walking up to this girl and saying that, and then I realized that's the craziest shit anyone's ever thought. 
I could never even get that far in high school in any capacity. I literally, it wasn't until I was like 28 that I even, I saw, I was, I had a girlfriend for two years before I spoke to her. There was no way I was going to speak to a woman and say, do you want to hang out in the bathroom or, or whatever? It's, it, whatever nonsense it, you were trying. It's just that, it's just that perfect thing in like the lame weirdo virgin brain where you have no understanding of like the building blocks of how one goes from not having sex to having sex. And you I was know like, how traumatic, oh. by the way, it would have been if she went into the boys' bathroom with you. It would have ruined her life so badly. Oh, she would have been. I look. This this gal was sturdy of heart. She would have been fine. I think whatever <laughs> whatever bullshit I pulled would have been the thing that ruined my life. <laughs> I would have. I I would have for sure. Like, look. I don't. Even, I was like. I don't know, probably 60% done buffering on the puberty level at that point. So like, that's what would have happened is you'd have been like, you still got kid dick yeah. and then run out of there and told everyone <laughs> she would have taken pictures on, dick. On, a, on a Motorola razor because it was 2002 or what the fuck ever. And then that would have been my life. <laughs> it, it is so funny. Kid dick is such a distinct thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just, one day it's kid dick, and then one day it's not. It's a weird thing, you know? Right. And you, you don't realize it until someone tells you. But, like... <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, man. I w- you know what, Keith? I wish I would have appreciated it more. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I would have spent more quality time with my kid dick. With my kid dick, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Just appreciating how compact it was. I never had to move it. Dude, it never bothered me. It was totally yeah. friendly and on good terms with me as a person. Yeah. Like totally my ally, a hundred percent in just it's in sync with the rest of my body. God bless yeah, that kid dick. Never made me do stupid bullshit I didn't want to do. It was fucking dope. No regrets were ever tied to it. Just a nice young kid dick. <laughs> <laughs> uh we got a question on the uh the Twitter that I, I'm curious to hear what your response to is. Uh, Hunter Lewis said, how has Ramsey's dad responded to the pandemic and pandemic, the pandemic and the election fallout? Yeah, so um, my dad has really, really just I'm not sure what Trump did, but my dad really turned on Trump uh, okay. pretty hard. And, and I'm not saying, you know, my dad's politics make no absolutely no sense, but I, I think it comes down to Jared Kushner. So because <laughs> okay. of Jared Kushner. And, uh, you know, my father's um, disposition to the people like Jared Kushner, uh, he just he couldn't he really hated Trump in a different way. And so he was thrilled. I found out earlier, um, actually, I was speaking to my mom and she told me that my father danced while Lady Gaga sang the national anthem. This is this Which is the I'm, same I'm man ready. who once yeah. said he wanted to throw gay people off the roof or whatever, and now he's dancing to Lady Gaga in the living room. My dad is like Chase Bank, you know. He's all, he's got Chase Bank's opinion on things. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's not like he's pro anything positive. He's like, you know, I just it's my I don't even know. I think it's I think it was all anti Jared Kushner. I don't think there's any real solid logic behind any of it, but. Um, nonetheless, right. uh, so he's handled the pandemic well. He himself got into cryptocurrency too. I should also okay. say that. Um, <laughs> and so he's currently writing his entire re- uh, retirement out in the crypto market. So we'll see how that we'll see how that plays out. Uh, you know, <laughs> best case scenario, he rides into the golden years, a millionaire. Worst case scenario, 
you know, the last eight years of his life, he's got to kind of, you know, he's got to keep it tight. Honestly, look, it, it's not the it's not the worst idea, man. My mom in retirement era has just fucking got into uh, she's raising chickens now at her house in Fresno. So like, I, yeah, man, you got well, you got eight. Like my dad is literally like, you know what? What do I got? Ten years, maybe more realistically. My dad just turned seventy, right? So he's like, you know, fuck it. So I, I kind of support it. I think I think it rules. So that 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 says so much. Friend. That says so much about a kind of brain. If you're in the last, like, you know. 10 15 years of your life and you're still like well i better try and get rich <laughs> you know what here's what it is my dad uh felt like he he didn't take some opportunities early in his life and it oh. pissed him off forever so he's trying to figure out how to he's trying to figure out again like he could have bought an, a, a house in la palma or in orange county which is where, where i'm from and you know right. those houses are now like a million you know two million dollars or whatever and so he's very much like He's constantly trying to trying to you know catch up to that. So I support right. it wholeheartedly. Anything that isn't like it supporting Islamic State or Hamas or <laughs> anything like that, I gotta be fully supportive towards it. <laughs> I you know what I get that as long as he doesn't have a plan that ends with an exploding school bus, like he's having fun, let him do his question. thing. This is when he started getting into crypto. <clears throat> I went, hey, this is so much better than that week he tried to kill people online for. Saying something about you know, saying something about the Prophet Muhammad or whatever. He got into that for a minute. He wanted to get onto Facebook so that he could get out there and send death threats to people. Right. It was why he initially got on. When he realized <laughs> it was harder than he thought it was going to be, he right. says he's really taken. <laughs> he really hasn't hasn't really taken hold of him yet. So <laughs> I, that's that's so funny. The idea of somebody who's like, ah, it's too hard to be an asshole on the internet. Yeah. So I he can't had figure out how to do it. I felt I, I bad for the guy. So that was that was rough. So, um, but you know, ultimately, I think he's going through on the pandemic. He was telling me the other day that he's not sure if he wants to take the vaccine. Okay. So, uh, that's you know that's its own thing as well. Got to figure out how to deal with that. But right, you know, where are you? Uh, where do you stand on the vaccine? Like, like, how do you feel about it? I don't. You know, it's interesting. I mean, like, I guess I, I I'll take it. I'm 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 not. Um, Jesus, dude, I tried to put that light down. Did you see how bad it got? Um, You're fine, dude. I think, I think I'm, uh, um, yeah, I mean, I have no thoughts about it. I'm just gonna, just gonna get it. How about yourself? I'm, I'm definitely gonna get it, but it is, uh, it is kind of funny to me. And I don't know, I don't know if you noticed this, that like, uh, we, we, we were all like two months ago when it was like Trump pushing it out, we were like, well, he's gonna like, make secret poison vaccine and now that it's like biden time everybody's just like hell yeah vaccine and i'm like it's the same one you know yeah, what i mean yeah it's like it's just it, yeah it's, it's odd how quick we shifted and it's like that's the same fucking goo that you're uh you're shooting up but yeah of course i'm gonna get it. there's I, I i i gotta figure i'm dead last in line like i don't think i i don't think anyone offers less to the community than me <laughs> Yeah, that's why I'm trying to get my, um, currently I, I have a podcast I host, uh, you know, if you guys are, you know, listening and want to check it out, Worst Hour of the Week, uh, Worst Hour Podcast. I'm trying to get it reclassified as an educational center right now. So Working that, that can, plug, dude. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so that I can get to the front of the line on every vaccine distribution moving forward. So, right. um, you know. Uh, Could you be some kind of I, church? Would that help? That's what I wanted to do initially, but right. I realized ultimately 
I refuse to compete against the Prophet Muhammad. I have a, a non non compete uh, agreement with him. So <laughs> education center. That's uh, that's fair. That's a fair distinction to draw. Uh, Maybe I, I should another... try opening up some kind of an Islamic school or something. <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay. Like to teach people I, about. I gotta it. tell you. For some reason, nothing funnier to me than Islam than me opening up in an Islamic school. I just there's nothing that makes me smile more. Well, because it's just the idea of you having to just be like one chapter ahead of everybody and then kind of fill in the rest as you go. Oh, absolutely. Like at the end, for me, if you if you told me where do you think your life is gonna end and you and you showed me all the possibilities, and one of them was, you know. I was running an Islamic school for pure tax purposes and to get vaccines quicker than other people. I'd say, yeah, that's definitely possible. <laughs> you're, just, you're making all these huge life choices just for tax. But OK, I'm running an Islamic school. And if anyone asks, my electric car is also a service animal. <laughs> hey, don't forget, I also want the vaccine. For, I don't think it's going to fly with this one, but I think the next pandemic you know, I'll be ahead in line. Yeah, that's true. Get, get up front for COVID-22. Uh, Zach Kowalski at, on Twitter asks, sorry, what? That's it. I said, it's just going to keep coming and coming and coming. COVID-22, COVID-23, 24. This will get everybody. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. We're either all going to live or we're all going to die. And we all, we all exactly. got work until then. Yeah, it's, you yeah. know, I, I go through waves between being like really paranoid and freaked out about it and then just being like, I don't know, man, I could fucking, uh, I smoke. Like, <laughs> I'm rolling the dice I every know, day. I, I, I totally don't care. I really don't. I mean, I'm happy. I, I don't want anybody I know to die, but I'm like, same. It'll be fine. You yeah. Know, I, I mean, sometimes feel about COVID 19 the way I feel about tsunamis. Where I'm like, yeah, I understand how that could kill some people, but I feel like I'd be fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I have a snorkel. I'll figure it out. Whenever I hear people die from tsunamis, I'm like, I don't know, man. I feel like I would have gotten past that one. I really do. Yeah. I I, even as an adult, I hear tsunami and I just picture it as one big cartoon wave. Like just coming up up and oh, I'm yeah. like, oh same. just boogie just boogie board that shit out, dude. You're gonna be fine. I feel the same way. I'm like, dude, haven't you guys ever thought about just going to the land? It's easy. Like yeah. just drive inland. It's fun. Yeah. Like, oh it's wet. Swim there. What are you fucking lazy? Like So ultimately I'm just not giving it the I'm not giving it the respect I'm sure it deserves, but but, it, yeah. but you know, uh Look, I, th I think we're drawing an important line in the sand here, which is that everyone who's ever died in a tsunami deserved it. Did someone say sand? <laughs> do -do 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 tsunami beach party. <laughs> I, start doing, I start doing ballet dancing. Yeah. <laughs> There's a girl in a tiki skirt just getting fucking beat to death by a wave against a rock. <laughs> Dude, it's the greatest, man, being an Arab. <laughs> Uh, Zach Kowalski on Twitter asks, uh, any updates on Ramsey's energy drink? Uh, there have been some move. There's been a little bit of movement. I'm not going to okay. take too much. Uh, and by movement, I, I mean that I received a cease and desist from C4 because I was peeling off the label and putting on my own labels and trying <laughs> to sell it out of a gas station. Um, and so... Did you, know, you say C four? Really much about it. 
You remember C4? C4 is the, uh, is the, it's like an energy drink that, that almost made it, I feel like. C4 was around, like I would say, 65% of liquor stores. Didn't really get over the hump. Bang ended up taking it out completely. Right, Bang. I feel like Bang has to be the white trashiest of all the energy drinks. You know, Bang is a really interesting energy drink, and I feel like I could really jump into some kind of a history of energy drink course. Maybe I can do. Maybe I could teach that master class. I'll reach out to them. It's, um, it's, you're, but, te- you're you're running a school that is a combination energy drink and Prophet Muhammad education center. <laughs> I just thought I could do that, or I'm sure if I went down to like you know Palm Beach, Florida Community College, I'm sure I could right. pitch that as a course: the energy of <laughs> the history of energy drink. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I just like the idea of you running a you running a school that is teaching Islam and energy drinks, and you have classes called C four and Bang, and the FBI is very confused. Well, look, it's a, look. I'll, what I was getting to is it's a it's a complicated history that Bang has because they originally were Redline. Now, do you remember Redline energy Dude, drinks? Dude, I fucking totally remember Redline. That was like. Uh, those were great because if you looked at the bottle, it said like, hey, if you drink more than one of these, you might have a heart attack. Like it was that, it, me and my dude. buddy thought that was the most hardcore. We would fucking slam two of those after getting hammered all night and then go work at Disneyland. Yeah, dude. Now that I'm an adult, I've realized that that's probably a complete marketing ploy because I used to feel the same way. I would right. see that like remember the red line actually had a little indicator on the side of it. They were like, this is two servings. When you get up to this line, that's one serving. Don't go more than this or you're going to die. I totally yeah. <laughs> like bought that reason. Oh, totally. They're like, don't drink past the red line. And it's called red line. They know what they're doing. Dude, that drink was the official drink of every continuation high school I've ever seen in my entire life. Remember continuation oh, high school? Devil makers would go. <laughs> Dude, I went, I <laughs> went to continuation school. Dude, were you a troublemaker? Dude, I went to fuck. Yeah, I went. I went. I mean, I wasn't really a troublemaker. I was just a fuck off kid where I just didn't do anything. Did you go to Gilbert? I went to Gilbert, dude. Dude, that's how uh, Keith Carey and I are from the exact same dirtbag part of Orange County. Yeah. And so I love that we knew the, I knew that which local trashy continuation <laughs> we went to. Dude, dude every I, I, chick I, true, that I had a true crush story, on, real quick. I was like, go ahead. I was gonna say every chick I had a crush on when I was younger was like smoking cigarettes in front of a continuation school at some point in their life. Oh yeah, I totally with Gilbert. They all had those fucking snake bite piercings and the one bang oh, yeah, that was orange. No, I, I I'm picking up what you're putting down, dog. No, the last day I went to any kind of education was at Gilbert, uh, and I I had like been doing this like work from home thing, and then they made me go back or whatever, and then it was the day I turned 18. And they went, are you going to do the homework? And I went, no, I'm just going to go get a fucking job. And then I left. And then I never learned anything ever again. Dude, Gilbert was, I can't imagine they were teaching or anything, right? I feel like that was one of those high schools where their whole goal was like, if we can keep them in the room for 45 minutes a piece, seven times a day, that's totally fine. They don't got to do anything while they're there. They could just, just have them sit down for 45 minutes. Well, the teacher was in a wheelchair, and I really did get the vibe that he wasn't in a wheelchair when he became the teacher. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, for sure, for sure. That was really yeah. the other uh, energy. It's also weird for a guy in a wheelchair to yell at you because I'm just like, yeah, oh, I, 
I rarely, as a as a fat, weak man, think this, but I could probably beat you up. So what are you going to do? Yeah. I'm not going to learn social studies. I've heard of stand and deliver, but not stand and deliver. <laughs> yeah, sit and fail your GED. <laughs> <laughs> sit and fail your GED rules, dude. We should get that on a fucking T-shirt. Dude, that's a game show for people who couldn't make it on Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? <laughs> Okay, dude. I missed that shit. Do they still make it? Do you know? Uh, I think they I think they brought it back and like John Cena was hosting it or some shit. Yeah, Jeff Fox really went on to where the real money's at, the Bible trivia show that he's hosting now on Netflix. I'm dude, sorry, is that a real, real is, is that a real thing? It rocks. It rocks so hard. <laughs> I watch it all the time. <laughs> I love all Christian programming, dude. I subscribed briefly to something called Pure Flix for a little while. Now, Beer Flicks is a Netflix for only Christian movies. Okay. And uh, it is just movies you had no idea existed. Just the fucking, and they're the worst, most bland, straightforward storylines you've ever heard in your life. There's zero twists. There's zero turns. Every right. movie ends with Jesus Christ winning. It's great, man. It's a well, good, it's comforting thing to watch. I feel like I, I might check that out because once a year there's like a weird Christian movie that sneaks through and like makes a bunch of money at like the real movie theater. It's like fucking, you know, like Kevin Sorbo in My Kid's Sick or whatever. Like it's always just some trite lifetime <laughs> bullshit. And you're like, why does this make $4 million opening weekend? Dude, Kev, Kevin Sorbo fucking rolls, dude. I'm, I used to, when he was Hercules uh, back right. in my youth, that's what I thought a man had to be when they got older. Like I, he sort of defined what man was to me at a, at a certain age. Dude, men fucking hate sleeves and love having their hair feathered. Yeah, exactly. Dude, exactly. Zena was a better man than Hercules. <laughs> Zena, dude, Zena was a better man than Hercules. You're totally right. But I, I also would watch Zena to learn how to be a man as well. <laughs> right. That's you'd watch Xena and then check to see if you still had kid dick. Xena <laughs> just couldn't couldn't I mean there was just some there was just a block there for me from day one. I mean it just it wouldn't, you know, was she hot? Lucy Lawless, is that a name? What was her name? Lucy Lawler? Uh yeah, Lucy Lawless was Xena. She's hot, uh, yeah. I, I mean, can't ever tell if any sometimes I'm like, is that a person or a porn star? I have zero idea. Lucy Lucy, Lucy Lawless. Lawless might be the most on the bubble name between regular person and porn person. Yeah, so I try to you know, keep those worlds separated, but got to double check them. Uh, we got another question from Minetta. Uh, Two parter says, "Where is the first place you want to travel when the U.S. opens back up?" And Ram Dog, craziest thing you've done on pills? Okay, first of all, uh, you know I'm not gonna. I answer that second question. I'm not going to dignify that with a response. All right. Fair. I am red. The big ass red dog is, is living the clean life. Um, but uh, where I want to travel, Syria, Iran, uh-huh. China. Those are the three places. Axis of evil. I want to go, you know, that tour, Axis of evil tour. I want to go to all their countries. <laughs> okay. Well, well, so this is a tour. You're going to do stand up there. I would love to. I don't want to do stand up, but but you remember the Axis of Evil tour, the fucking uh, Masjibrani, and that was maybe you don't. Maybe that's. I, I, I don't. I, I missed this reference, but I think I I get the gist of what you're going for now. 
the, yeah, the Axis of Evil tour was this like mid 2000s comedy tour with like Maz Jabrani and like Ahmed Ahmed. It was, and like, it was just like, you know, Three Flavors of Terrorism was like the tour or whatever. But right, yeah. Ultimately, the crux of what I'm getting at here is I want to go wherever. I don't know why. Those are the only places that I find interesting. You know, like those, the, the, the Chinas and the Irans, you know, in the Syrians. I have no interest in going to Europe. Right. I have, I have no interest in going to Europe. I've been to an H&M. I know what Europe is like. It, it's <laughs> not too different. I, I, honestly, you're, you're about 80% of the way there. <laughs> I truly believe in my heart of hearts. By being in an H&M, I truly think I know what Europe is like. Did, a little bit like this. Did you ever pitch out your idea for the H&M uh, video game show you wanted to do? Are you talking about Australian or gay? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the game show where we went to an H&M with a video camera and we tried to determine who's Australian and who's gay. Yay! It's I, I think about that at least once a month and it makes me laugh. Hey Keith, I would explain the premise of the bit, but it's a little bit complicated. I don't want to lose your crowd. <laughs> I think you got it. Um, I don't even know. I don't even know. It's it's complex. Yeah, it's really really highbrow shit. I yeah, uh, it's really you know. Not for everybody. Nah, it's it's not for Australians or gays, but everybody else can hang. <laughs> I don't even know where I want to go anymore. Like I'm in this weird limbo where it's like I desperately want to go somewhere, but like if they were like, you can go wherever you want, I'm like, uh, I, I I guess I liked Milwaukee. Like I don't really, I don't know what I want to go see. Yeah, I like where your head's at because I kind of feel a similar way where I also think to myself, I mean, a lot of the United States I haven't seen to be completely you know, forthright here. So it's like, right. I haven't even been to Canada before, dude. So I don't know, maybe more of those kinds of things, or maybe I even like found myself today missing the Bay area. Could you believe that? That fucking garbage, garbage hail of a city, <laughs> just someplace. I, you know what? It's not even that I like the Bay area. I just remember like being like, Oh, it was so fun to get in my car and drive up there. And then like have right. some shitty gig and then fucking, you know, do whatever. It would be so, nice to go uh, be irritated somewhere else at this point is kind of the appeal of the exactly. Bay Area. Yeah, yeah. So, And that's why I kind of want to go to Iran or China because I feel like those places would be irritating. Yeah, that's true. I can see you getting miffed in China. Dude, I'd be, dude, I'd be pissed off in Tehran traffic. There's no question about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we got a couple more questions and then uh, we'll I'll let you go. Uh, Jake Murphy says, uh, this one's for the Ram dog. Where can I listen to the first 16 episodes of your hit podcast? Worst hour of the week. Follow the show at WHOTW podcast. And how can I listen to your now is not the time shows. I think he really just wanted to plug your show. You see that when people, people who are part of the movement right now, worst hour podcast, uh, during the worst, hour the movement, want, um, <laughs> it's a movement. Yeah. And people okay. get in and once they're in, they're selling themselves too. So it's like a whole system. It's a whole system. It operates very similarly to a pyramid scheme. Not exactly. <laughs> because there's, there's no scheme, man. It's just a straightforward proposition. Um, it's the I, pyramid the truth. Ep- Here's what happened. I'm going to tell you, Keith, and I'll, 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 I'll get your advice on what you think we should do. Okay. Uh, we had 20, we have, you know, 50 episodes up online. I, my podcast got into a, a real beef with the Armenian community this, this past year. We made right. some jokes, some things happened. 
we ended up taking down the first 10 or 15 episodes because we were like, I don't even know. We were just like kind of in panic. We were like, dude, these people are coming after us. Let's like take everything down. And so I want to, I don't know. Do you think that's crazy? Should you just put everything back up online? Who cares? Like, like what, what's your policy on, on episodes uh, of I, old shows? I mean, look, I might be the wrong guy to ask about this because uh, every episode of Mean Boys is a potential, like, you know, cancellation <laughs> fucking hand grenade. But it's also... Dude, I know. But it's also like this thing where you get in this weird loop of like, all right, well, these things could all destroy me, but also anything I have achieved is because of all these things. Yeah, totally. You know, no, I, I totally made the wrong decision to do that. We were just freaked out at that time. I don't, um, I don't even so, think you made the wrong decision. I think that you had, you were getting heat from, it's not like, it's not like the fucking Armenian government got together and decided to declare Cologne Jihad on you or whatever. Like they just fucking, it was a few weirdos on the internet who got too excited. You took the shit totally. down. I, do they still bother you or are they gone? Like, is that over? Well, occasionally when there's some kind of a spat that goes down, I somehow get, I get in the mix, but look, nonetheless, I don't care at all about these, about, about any of the people you're, but you're totally right. It was, a, it was not nearly as many as I think I thought initially, but nonetheless, I got freaked out and pulled all those episodes down. And now I'm like, Oh, I'll just flip the switch back on. But I guess I, I, uh, I kind of want to just pull it off and put them back up exclusively on our Patreon just because, you know, uh, I don't know. I kind of like having some. I kind of like having some stuff behind the paywall, so it's always fun. Yeah, it's not a you know, I just, Yeah, you just kind of keep it, keep it cool. You keep it amongst cool people, but I mean, we'll <clears throat> right, yeah, well, yeah, being behind the Patreon is, yeah, it's like okay, you knew the secret password. You're not a fucking snitch, like you're. I yeah, feel- dude, and if you are a snitch, you gave me five bucks. Yeah, so <laughs> jokes on you, fuckface. <laughs> like I truly dude, believe that no one. Fucking- no one who's ever wanted to destroy your career isn't willing to spend one dollar to do it. I know. I think that's that's my favorite part. I, I love all this bullshit, dude. None of it works. It's all stupid. <laughs> the idea <laughs> of being like, I know how to stop them. Five dollars. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Jake, we're gonna upload uh, them. We're gonna upload all those episodes, Jake, and we're gonna we're gonna put them uh, at least in the Patreon for sure. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Was there something about now is not the time? Yeah, he was asking about where you can hear Now Is Not The Time, which, uh, it, does he mean, like, as a, do you have a separate Now Is Not The Time podcast or the Mean Boys episodes? No, all the episodes are on the Mean Boys, uh, the, the Mean Boys feed. Um, I will, uh, at some point in the near future, I've always wanted to just pull those Now Is Not The Time and do something with them. Maybe I'll put them up on YouTube or something like that. I'll do that soon. So, but they're all available in the Mean, in the mean Boys uh catalog i think you can yeah those are search it yeah those are still floating around in there um those are art those are art can we say that is that okay yeah no those are those are hand to god the funniest thing i've ever been involved with i can't i tell people i go i don't know it's you don't get it it's genius it's 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 art but you know the world will never appreciate it it's I you know what the the world the, the the 12 people in the world who listened to it fucking loved it like it was uh it's it uh, we talked about this on the sunday in the park thing and i feel bad we just had this conversation but like it is confounding to me that there has not been a ton of now is not the time content in the past year i know hoping i'm hope i really am hoping that's going to change i'm in the process by the way of uh of getting of getting 
uh, all of my shit together and I'm moving to a different apartment with more room. Right. Um, one of the rooms I'd love to just like use to put more stuff out. So I want to do more now is not the time stuff, especially these days, but um, you know, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. It's like, it's just, uh, it's too easy not to now, but when we started doing it, uh, it was so fucking hard. <laughs> Everything right. that, that I now everybody can do fucking everything through Zoom and shit, but Jesus Christ, it was so hard back in those days. Yeah, you Two were really kind ago. of uh, yeah, <laughs> you were trailblazing, man, back in the punk rock days of the first half of the Trump presidency. Well, I, I, I don't even mean like that. I just mean like now everybody's camera is so goddamn good. That's the single funniest time you could have frozen out. Hello? Yeah, what's up, dude? Did I lose you? You're still there? Yeah. Cool. It's I don't know what happened. Okay, so the yeah, basically you said, now it's easy because everyone's camera is so good, and then you immediately lost signal. Oh, dude, is that not the funniest? Great. We'll just leave yeah. it there then. That was A+. Plus. But yeah, <laughs> no, so you're, you're back. <laughs> you're back. Uh, Dump Truck Funk asked... Uh, What's the best scam you've ever pulled on someone? And what's the best scam that someone ever pulled on you? Dude, people pulled, people pulled scams. The best scam that was ever pulled on me was by a, a meth head named Ken. Okay. Um, Ken sold me his Honda Civic. He told me it was his daughter's car um, and that his daughter was going to college he was dressed in like dorky dad clothes when he came to sell me the car. He sold me the car for $2,900. I, there was a big issue wrong with the car. Uh -huh. So I remember I like, was like, dude, this thing has like a major transmission leak. It's, you know, fucking $1,300. I'm going to find this guy. So I go to the registration card. I drive to the guy's address. I knock on the door and a Mexican guy answers. And I'm right. Like, I'm looking for Ken. He's the guy. This is his car. And he's like, dude, I sold that car to Ken for like 800 bucks. Like, I just fucking like, he was literally like, I sold it to him some fucking crackhead for like 800 bucks. Just for oh, the shit. He literally the same day put on some nice clothes, pretended that he, he had like a, a daughter and sold it to me for like three grand. I mean, he just. <laughs> $2,900 in one day. And, uh, and then Ken changed cool. his name to Craig and became the best mechanic in Hollywood. <laughs> Dude, when he did that, I knew he was good enough to hang with me. I went, yeah. I don't, I'm not even mad at you, bro. I just that's a, that's a game recognized game moment. <laughs> Dude, he I, fucking owned my ass, man. So that was the best scam that ever got pulled on me. <laughs> uh, I, best scam I ever pulled was on Venmo. Uh, yes, that's the that best Venmo, hustle. Yeah, Venmo will honor your checks. Uh, if you have, so if you want to send somebody some money, uh, all you got to do is you can, here's how it works. You have to have the other person, you either have to owe them the money or maybe they want to pull the money out for you or whatever. But if you are right by your ATM when you send the money, you can pull your money out and the person who receives the money gets the money and you keep your cash. But you got to be willing to say goodbye to Venmo immediately. That's the game. <laughs> you, get one shot. <laughs> you get one shot. I tell people, don't, hey, don't show up 
unless you're ready to say goodbye. That's the rule. <laughs> I used to do that with bank accounts because what I found out is that if you had like if you had one dollar left in your checking account, you could overdraft an account for like up to like three hundred dollars or something like that. It depended on the bank. So what I would do is when I was really fucked, I would get to like, so I had Bank of America, got to $1. Then I went across the street, opened a Washington Mutual checking account, then overdrew my Bank of America account, abandoned it, and then did the same thing with WAMU and basically just made like $800 on banks I would never pay back. Dude, it's really funny because you're like, ultimately, it's really just a scam on yourself because now you have nine banks you can't ever show your face back. Dude, <laughs> fucking, uh, uh, Washington, Washington Mutual doesn't exist anymore. I won. Yeah, that's a good point. You won on Washington Mutual. I'm talking maybe even I think that way about myself where I'm like, dude, I, I got one on Capital One, man. I never paid any of them back, but. Meanwhile, if I fucking walk into a Capital One cafe, they'll hit me with a goddamn butterfly mat. I swear to God. <laughs> Dude, I fucking, I just never paid any of that shit. And then I just lived a terrible life for seven years and it all fell off and I'm okay now. I think that that's probably the way that I'm, it's going to work out for me and, and, and really everybody who's listening to the show right now. <laughs> it's you you almost forget about hope while you're working your way towards bankruptcy. And then when you get to the end, you're like, I have a credit rating now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're already like hitting me up for new credit cards. It's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, oh, um, I think I had one more. Uh, not a question, but more of a business idea. This is from BLT. Uh, use the money from the nonprofit you oh, made in Key's name. Idea. Yeah, he says you should use the money from the nonprofit you made in my name uh, to purchase the Pack Pal and then rent it out to better podcasts who want to pretend to be punk rock. Ooh, I like that idea. Sort of yeah, we, I, create, we create like a fake flop house. Yeah, yeah, I also love that any anytime you come up in the fucking uh, podcast diverse, I still get like five tweets about the Kevin Spacey didn't do it foundation for the learning arts. Hey, man, it was a weird way for you to use public resources, but yeah, that's between you, Kevin Spacey. The California Tax Board, all the people who are involved. Dude, I got I, I I never looked into it, but I got worried when COVID happened and there were all these like weird like small business loans that something would be automatically funneled and the charity would be given like a thousand dollars of money and a nurse would like fucking starve to death or whatever because of a a, a grift. Like I got really concerned, but not enough to would, Google anything. I really I can't tell you how happy I would be if there was a PPP loan issued to the Kevin Spacey didn't do it foundation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Dude, I should have taken a loan out. I completely didn't even realize that. I still have access to that. Listen, man. Yeah. Um, don't. Don't do any more <laughs> shit. With, does that even exist anymore? Do you have any way of finding out? Because I think it got dissolved. Well, uh, you know, if you don't keep... Listen, Keith, if you're not going to keep minutes on your own... <laughs> <laughs> on your own companies. <laughs> yeah, I didn't ever I send in the, the meetings. They asked me for $35, <laughs> and that was several years ago, so I don't know what's going on now. <laughs> the fact that you're not, if you're not going to keep minutes, that's your own fucking problem. I don't know exactly what's going on in the internal structure of the company you run, buddy, so. <laughs> oh fuck god damn it all right well uh that's that that's about it man i'm gonna let you go thank you for doing this man 
Hey, an absolute pleasure uh, and privilege to be here. Thank you for having me, Keith. Um, uh, is this a is this a regular episode, by the way? Yeah, it's a regular, regular episode. episode. Oh man! Well, hey, check out my podcast, everybody. Watch our podcast uh, every uh, Wednesday. We've got a new episode. Um, I tested with me and my friend Brian Bokin. We're the last two American shock jocks. Yeah, and we'll uh, we'll get you back on at some point when Tom's back too, and do like a proper uh, proper hang. Cool, man. Well, hey, it was a pleasure speaking to you, buddy. Yeah, take it easy, bud. Love you, man. See ya.